Hey everyone, we have a different sort of podcast today. I was very shaken by two recent child suicide attempts in my circle. And also, as I signed on to record this podcast with Sean, I learned about the recent hate field shooting at Club Q in Colorado Springs. While editing this podcast, I learned of another shooting at a Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia. We are not talking politics here. We're not going there. Sean agreed to add this topic last minute because I called him and said it had to be done. We are outraged and we are sad. I'm on the front lines of mental health and EMS. I'm angry and frustrated every day at the lack of mental health resources available in our country. Sean and I want you to hear that we know how terrible it is. Mental illness is no joke. You can't exercise it away. If you are suffering, please find help. You can call or text 988 at any time for mental health support. If you need help finding appropriate mental health support, please reach out to us or someone that you trust. What's going on? Not much, Meg. How are you doing on this fine, sunny day? Um, as you know, not so good. And so everybody's aware I twisted Sean's arm and we had another topic set up to talk about. And I just kind of got really fed up this morning and thought we needed to address the mental health crisis that I am seeing all around me, that I'm seeing in my friends, in my clients, in my patients, um, in my athletes. And so we've had a little bit of a mental health, no, we had a, we had a solid mental health podcast a while ago, but I thought we would do a short and sweet version today just to talk about available resources and yeah, what's, what's going on in the world. So I am making Sean do this. How do you feel about that, Sean? Yeah, I don't know, Meg. I'm not super amped about talking about this. Not because of, I just, I don't know, Meg, I don't know, I don't know. But like, I just, yeah, whatever. I'm happy to, I'm happy to be of service, Megan. That's what I'm happy to be of, service. This morning, I got a call from one of our athletes and friends. And the thing she said to me kind of, kind of took me back a little bit and she was really, she was dead serious and she was just so grateful. And she said that I'm repeating this and it's really, so it's very awkward for, for me to repeat because I don't ever think about me or us like this, but she said that we changed her life and we were as important to her as her sobriety was. And because you and I, we encourage people to get outside and we encourage people to do things that they're uncomfortable with. And both of us, and even, and even Sam is the same way. We have a very lackadaisical attitude about it. Like you're scared to run on a trail. Let's go. Let's just do it. We're going to be fine. It's just, it's just something we do. We don't have to be excellent. We don't have to be, um, Olympic or elite level athletes. We just get out there and do it. But the power of getting outside and moving, was really important to this person. And we really pushed her outside of her boundaries in apparently with, with kindness and encouragement. So I don't ever think about you and I that way, but I guess we 
maybe have the power to affect how how people feel and and their well-being. It was an amazing compliment and it was an it was one that was so big I really wasn't even able to take in, but I'm telling you because um you were the other half of the compliment. Well, that's good cuz that person talked to me this morning and mm-hmm. said to me, "Well, I got a cider donut today, but did not give me a super awesome compliment like that." So, mm. Maybe the donut sucked. No, that was the best part about what what that person had to go do today or what that person ended up going doing today because I was like, yo, you should just go do that. And then they did. So so maybe maybe you caught this person before they did their epic thing and I got the phone call afterwards. No, I think I got it afterwards. Yeah. I just didn't I just didn't get the same. No one gives me compliments. Well, I just gave you a compliment. Well, you I mean, gave me a, you gave me a second-handed compliment from someone else that supposedly gave this compliment, but I don't even know if that's true. This is getting this is getting a little a little <laughs> convoluted. <laughs> but my point being is, I sometimes forget the impact that that we can have on people, and I think I hit a bit of a wall this morning, and. My my specialty in life, besides um, besides endurance sports, is trauma, and I do trauma every day. Um, I do it, you know, for work and you know, uh, medically and psychologically. So it's it's what I do well, and it's not an not an easy job, but it's something that I do well, and I feel it's my calling. So. So I do it. And the thing that has struck me recently and the reason I wanted to have this kind of short and sweet podcast is the number of children and adults that are in crisis right now. And I'm saying that at a professional level and a personal level. I think because of what I do, people people reach out to me a lot for resources and for support. And if if somebody's a friend or a family member of mine, obviously I'm not going to treat them um, medically or psychologically because that would that would be an ethical issue. But I'm always referring people to you know to different places. Um, you know, I often just listen. Um, I don't often have any incredible words of wisdom, but I think sometimes what we need is just to hold space for each other. But the thing that rocked me this morning is um, one of, I have four kids and one of my kids' friends had a suicide attempt that was pretty serious. And it was just really, really painful to hear about and to bear witness to. And this was the second time this has happened with my children, I think in this in the past six months, um, where you know I end up on the phone with parents, um, or, or or whatever, um, just just as a sounding board. And our world right now is really screwed up. And we do this podcast, and we run, and we're big goofballs. And I listen to good music. You listen to bad music. You know, it's how it goes. <laughs> but. But I think I just wanted to acknowledge right now that the world is a really, really tough place and there are a lot of people struggling. So if you are out there struggling and you are hearing this, there's us. Um, I don't know that I can fix you or that Sean can fix you. Sean, maybe maybe you can fix people, but we're here 
We're here to offer support in the form of movement and in the form of conversation. And that's why I think like we we say we don't do small talk because it's just it's just annoying. <laughs> we we get real really fast. And that's what endurance sports has enabled us to do um, over time. And it's just a lot of pain has been coming my way um, from other people. And I just wanted to acknowledge that if you are one of those people that is going through a really hard time, um, you are not alone. This world is in a really, really, really tough place. So, yeah, so that's that's why I wanted to do this podcast. And I don't know. Here we are. Well, what you're saying about the world being in a really, really tough place. Um. I'm going to say this, and I don't think a lot of us do it enough. Look more directly at your direct world. And by that, I mean the people that you are directly around and influence and influence you and the people that you touch on a day-to-day basis and see how that world is actually actually affected. Vice, whatever doom and gloom you get off of the internet or mm-hmm. off of social media or off of your television or off of any screen that is literally sent Im- images and information that's sent to scare you so that you continue to engage with it. Look right. directly towards those that are really influenced in a real part of your life and see how see how that really is see how that is how that it really interacts with you in your daily life. Like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of effing chaos in the world, but when I like go to like my little like trailhead and run, that's not not what I see. When I like go to like my na- when I walk my neighborhood or like I interact with like when I like go to my like local town events that's not the interactions I have you know what I mean so so by that like take take the time and let the macro world go by the wayside and really like bring into your your focus and your circle like your family and your immediate town and center and all that stuff and i think i think that will help a lot of people with this overwhelming sense of dread that is like thrust upon us in a shitty way by people trying to make a dollar so we need to like get small get real get local is that what you mean dude get small do it uh, affect the change that you can affect if you if there's a if you have a concern Right. Like if there's a macro concern that you're concerned about, you can only affect that by affecting those directly around you in a very small way. And that small way can grow if that's like how you want to choose to do it. And if you're affecting change, you will feel better about the problem in and of itself. If the problem is what is driving you to feel shitty, I guess. Yeah. And I I think that's what I think that's what you do on a daily basis. You know, with your family and your friends and your and your athletes. That's what I try to do. I have very yeah. small small reach, and I'm happy to share my little reach with those that I can see. I 
feel the same way. I think that the difference between you and me is I'm literally on the front lines and I'm seeing this every single day. And, and it's one of the things that I think is better about the younger generation is the stigma of mental health is being removed. Um, the younger you tend to be, the more likely it is that you're able to talk about it. It, when I was growing up, I don't remember people seeing therapists, people going to psychiatrists, people getting counseling. Maybe they did. Maybe we, maybe that they just weren't talking about it. I don't know, but that wasn't something that I grew up with. And today it's, it's more, it's more acceptable. But the thing that makes me angry on a daily basis is, is mental health in our country sucks. It's, it's horrible. And I'm not going to go, I don't want to get political. I don't want to go on a diatribe, but my point being that services aren't available to those who need them. And if you don't believe me and you've tried to get a therapist recently and you've been put on a wait list or you've tried to get a psychiatrist been put on a wait list, um, if you know anybody that's ever had to go to the emergency room for mental health issues, if somebody needs a, a drug or alcohol or mental health treatment, it's just simply not available. And the more one is struggling socioeconomically, the harder it's going to be. And that that actually makes me that actually makes me pretty angry. And that's why I think that you know, I put myself out there as a resource. Like if, if you need help, if you can't, if you can't figure out where to go, um, call me, I'll help you figure it out. And I will, and I will not back down. Um, you know, I've done this for, I've done this for my patients and my friends, but it makes me mad. Just, there are simply not services. There are not, there's not enough services and providers available. So, I guess we just need to need to rely on each other a little bit more. And it was it was just this morning. I think the the two child suicide attempts that that I've just experienced with my with my family. Uh, this is not at a professional level. Um, in in the last six months, have have just have just overwhelmed me. And I feel horrible for these children. I feel horrible for their families. And, you know, these are these are kids we're talking about. And it's hard. And nobody, nobody knows, nobody knows what to do. So so we're on doing this podcast. And the first thing is, you know, if you're struggling, there's me and Sean. Okay. We cannot treat you. We cannot cure you. We will not give you any psychological or medical advice. However, um, we can help you find resources if you are struggling to find resources, or if you just need to get out for a run or a ride or a walk or a hike, or just genuinely need some company. That is, that is what we do. The other thing I want to point out is is a phone number, and it's it's nine eight eight, and nine eight eight is a national number. You can call it, you can text it, but that is um, a national suicide um, hotline number. It's staffed twenty four hours a day by professionals, and there is always somebody there. There is always somebody that you can talk to. Um, they can listen. They can help you find resources, but please, you know, reach out to somebody, even if it's 988 via text, um, phone call, whatever you need, you got to ask for help. 
the other thing that rocked me is right before we were getting on this podcast, there was yet another shooting. And again, n- there's no politics in this at all. There was a shooting at a um, LGBTQ nightclub in Colorado, and a number of people died and were killed. I'm just done. I'm just absolutely done with the, you know, the hate that's coming from whatever is going on with people. So we have, you and I have a reach, which I was reminded by, um, by our friend this morning that called, (laughs) that called me and thanked me. And she told you, you got a good donut, that she got a good donut, but, (laughs) but we have a little, a little bit of a reach. And if we can reach one person and just let you know that, um, this is real, things are tough. Um, we're here. Yeah, we're here. We are, we are. I mean, in our, in our little world, right? I mean, we, we try to be kind, nice people. At least I think you do. I do. Eh, I don't know. I don't know how kind or nice I am. So you're going to, you're going to say that and I'm going to call, and here's the thing. I'm going to call giant bullshit on that because you, out of all of the people I know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm just going through my circle in my head. You are one of the kindest and one of the most sensitive people I know. You won't admit it. You'll joke and you're going to joke as soon as I'm done saying this, but that, that, that uh, that opinion stands. I'm just a fragile flower, Megan. See, there you go. I knew it was coming. But you, but yeah. <laughs> just a fragile little flower. It's cold outside. Flowers don't do one good in the cold. Well, somehow you're still shining, my friend. No, I'm not on any soapbox. Like I like, I don't know. I if, like I said, the world's of. whatever like the world's a fucked up place like it's always been a fucked up place it's just now you're bombarded with images of how fucked up it is i mean but see for me it's not it for me it's not just images because i do um i'm very careful about what i'm saying is the people that are like are making the decisions that affect your life oh yeah oh yeah 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 like that's like fear mongering yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like that's what what are driving the people that you see on the front lines doing whatever or having issues dealing with whatever. The bullying in schools, um, the drug use, um, even, you know, even covid and some of these young kids just being at home for two years. You know, that that just it's like a unique um it's a unique blend of of stressors that that our children are facing now. And again, I'm not this is I think what outraged me this morning was on a personal level. I'm used to dealing with this on a professional level, but when it hits so close to home so frequently, um, I'm getting it's not angry. It's I'm getting fed up. So if we're not talking about this, um, I think we need to start talking about it now and start taking well, care of each other. Just start paying attention. I mean, I don't know. It's like I said, I've I've had conversations with my kids about what is real on social media, right? Like, and this is like, and I don't know, like, this is one of those things that 
it fucking it irritates the shit out of me because social media is so full of shit. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, people post these like perfect Instagram pictures or whatever and all this shit. And most of social media is just like anyone that's behind the scenes. It's a fucking mess, right? Like most, most of social media is like Kanye West. Like that is like, like Kanye West on social media is probably what most social media looks like behind the scenes. It's just, he doesn't know how to filter anymore. (laughs) So maybe we just stop paying attention to that bullshit and start paying attention to your kids and your friends and your neighbors and actually like and actually just start talking to one another and being real, which is frankly what you and I do. Um, And that's the aim of this podcast is to be real and not have that that level of nonsense interaction. That's it's like junk food interaction. There was um, there was a great docu-series on there might have been a single documentary i don't remember um on netflix it was like the social media problem or something like that and it showed like essentially how someone gets sucked in via social media and then essentially like goes down the rabbit hole gets gets essentially radicalized by social media and then turns out to like continue to feed the problem right like do you let your kids on social media um my what, kids what are your rules do, so my kids both of my kids have um phones and um watches really we we got them apple watches um a while ago without really giving them access to phones um so that we could kind of have contact with them without having to give them a phone. Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's such a weird thing. Like why, why do we have to give them a phone? Why do we have to be in contact with them if they're at their friend's house? Like, but in this yeah, current we didn't, world, we didn't grow up like that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Why, why does that have to exist? Why do I, but I, I don't know, whatever. Anyways, it, it's part of the, I guess it's because it does exist now you have, like it's almost like if you don't use a tool that exists because we didn't have it as a like a kid, like maybe that, that's like almost like a, a neglect thing, I guess, into a certain extent. Like not that you're neglecting your kid if they can't have a phone or like a whatever, like, but maybe like if you have the means to provide that, like, and you can check in with your kid and like make sure that they're okay and like if they have an issue, like. You can address, right? Like when we were kids, we had to like figure that out on our own, right? And there was, but like there wasn't that, there wasn't any other opportunity to like, that was just, that's just all that was existing. Like, so like you, you did what you had. Um, but anyways, so my kids have, have phones and watches. Neither of them are, I don't think they're really on social media at all. Uh, I, they don't have, as far as I know, Facebook pages or Instagram pages or any of that stuff. I don't know. I don't think this is just a social media problem. I think this is a I think this is a societal issue. And I think it's I think it's a crisis when we're seeing a shooting every other day, when when kids are trying to kill themselves, when adults are suicidal and can't find help. I, I, I do. I do think it's a crisis. Um I don't know. I mean, I think, yeah, I think social media is part of it. I think 
I don't know. I, I can't, I can't even, I can't even wrap my arms around why, around why this is happening. And I think that's too much. I think in, in my role, I just want to be a source of support for people that are struggling. I, I can't, and I don't know, maybe that is, maybe that is stopping it. Maybe that is stopping it like one little bit at a time. If somebody, you know, who hears this knows that, okay, they can reach out to you or me if they're struggling. They can call 988. There's a number of, by the way, there's a number of local, um, you know, like 1-800, um, you know, type numbers um, within each state. I'm not, I'm not giving out um, our state's number. Just, I mean, we're in New Hampshire, you're in Connecticut. There's one for each state, but if somebody needs their, you know, their local state number, um, I can, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy to look that up um, if they can't find it, but 988 is nationwide and we'll, we'll support anybody 24 hours a day. And probably can direct you to that local number if need be. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, just I'm just done. I'm just done with it. And I just want people to know that, you know, there there are good people out there. I think it's just to, to your point about social media, sometimes that media just amplifies the bad voices, the ugliness, whereas the people who are actually doing good, um, it's being done quietly. And it's like saying hi to your neighbor or you know, when somebody cuts you off in traffic, just, just kind of shrugging your shoulders and letting it go. Who, oh, who knows what that. happened? Um, so yeah, I do that. And well, for a couple reasons, one, you, well, one, I don't want to get one. I don't want to get shot and I don't, you know, I never know, um, who has, who has what in a car and I don't want to get involved in road rage again, because these are things that I see professionally. Um, but it's just, it's just not, it's just not worth it. <laughs> I just, I just don't want to contribute to that negativity. And again, I'm not like pretending that I'm enlightened and I am a wise person. I just think that to do the best I can, I don't want to contribute to nonsense. And when people are out there road raging at each other, it, it's not going to, it's not going to do any good. People are idiots and they need to learn how to. Drive. Oh, I think, I think people, I think people are struggling. I think people, I think people are really struggling. So that's, you know, we have this short and sweet podcast here <laughs> just pointing out <laughs> you can get help. We do hear you. Um, like I said, I, I called Sean this morning and our regular topic was preempted <laughs> because, um, so much of this, so much of this is coming my way and it's not just at a, at a professional level. So I remember, um, I am reading, remember I mentioned last time we recorded, I'm reading Corey Reese's Stronger Than the Dark. I'm moving through it very slowly. Usually I whip through books very fast, but I'm taking, um, I'm taking two classes right now. Um, so I've been moving a little slow, but I got another quote. I got another quote from his book that, um, that I actually dog-eared last night, just for just for myself, but it seems to be appropriate for today. He writes, um, in this moment of being supremely broken, I now recognize life's meaning with pristine clarity. We are here to endure. We are here to be a beacon of light in the darkness. We are here to help others turn hurt into healing. We are here to spread hope and radiate love. So 
I wanted to share that because I thought it was, I thought it just summed up at least how I feel about my role, my role in life right now. So as a professional, as a friend, as a parent, I guess we're podcasters now, Sean. Um, somebody recognized your voice. So now, now you're a public figure. Ha ha. <laughs> but Maybe. that, that, that quote resonated with me. Yeah. I will share a quote <laughs> with you then. <laughs> right back at you, Meg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My quote is the quote that is popularly used in endurance athletics. It never always gets worse. Yep. So, so basically, like whatever you're fucking going through, like it'll get it'll get better. Like I was a weirdo growing up. It's cool. I think you still are. Just so you know. Yeah, but I'm a weirdo, and I'm okay with it. When you're a teenager, you're not super okay. I was gonna say it's. Yeah, it's very hard to be different. It's very hard to be different when you're a kid. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I was a weirdo growing up. Uh, I was a little chubby kid, too. And like, whatever. Like, it sucked. I got picked on. Life is tough. Like, I'm not saying that it's easy. But like, I was gets, I was a tall, better. skinny redhead. Not much has changed. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's just really when I think a lot of times when it like feels like it's fucking shitty, dig down and find out what's really important to you. And maybe, maybe what's really important to you is probably like is probably on a good side of things is not is like on the good side of the ledger and all that other shitty shit is probably stuff that you like in the immediate moment fucking think is important and feels important but like when you do like when you do the the equation you're like ah oh, that's on the sh- fucking side of the ledger I don't really give a fuck about and I think that's hard to do for like when you're in that moment and you feel that way. But I think when you like break it down and like you can step back or you can talk to someone about it. Like, I think that like you find out that it's like, Hey, maybe like what really is important to me is like, is okay. And it is on the okay. Like we're in an okay spot in that regard. Yep. I think, well, well said the other, the other thing I want to point out before we finish is you and I, could be the Irish upbringing. Um, you and I both use humor to get through really hard stuff. And it, it, it saves me every single day. Um, I always make jokes in the most serious of situations. Um, and yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, we're, we're joking and, you know, we're being, we're being silly cause, cause that's what we do. My, my mother, my mother taught me well, you know, humor is an excellent survival tool. So, you know, it's okay to laugh. It's okay to laugh when you're screwed up. It's okay to laugh when you're having a hard time. If it, if it gets you through, bring it. Yeah. What else are you going to do? You got, 
so fucking little control over it. You might as well okay. laugh at it. I got, I got a kind of fucked up story to take us out with. I don't know if I ever told you this because it's so it's so stupid. But when I had the um, when I had the bike crash six years ago, the roadside trauma for me, um, I was awake. Um, I was not. I didn't go unconscious. I was awake for every single minute of everything that happened. And it, it was really hard. I definitely, um, it's definitely a lot. However, once they were finally able to get me off the side of the road, um, onto the stretcher into the ambulance, um, I, I thought I was going to, I just absolutely thought I was going to die. It was, it was so intense. And the EMS, I think it was a paramedic. I'm really not sure. Paramedic, whatever. I think it was because he gave me an IV, but, um, the paramedic that was in the ambulance looks at me and I'm just freaking dying there. And he holds up a pack of Marlboro Reds and he said, Oh, are these yours? <laughs> I looked at him. I looked at him. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, they're right next to you. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm riding my bike. I'm on the side of the road. I'm half dead. You've cut my clothes off. And I have a pack of Marlboro Reds that I brought into your ambulance with me. You you think they're mine? <laughs> he goes, oh, I, I guess they were the patient before you. And I looked at him and I said, you think? <laughs> and like, it was just one of those moments that it was it was so real and it was so stupid. But I, I will forever remember that moment of him hold, holding up a pack of Marlboro Red cigarettes and going, are these yours? Dude, the, yeah. <laughs> one of one of one of my acquaintances, a buddy, whatever, however it shakes out, started training for his first marathon. I think ran all the way through his first marathon while smoking a pack a day. Oh God! So like, yeah, Meg. I guess it's like probably not that far out of the line. <laughs> I don't even know where I would have put the Marlboro Reds because they had cut my clothes off. You got to roll them up in your sleeve. Did they, they, I remember them cutting my, my, my biking shorts off. I think they, I, yeah, they also cut the Jersey off. Um, because again, they were checking for, you know, all sorts of bleeding and that's, that's part of what we do in trauma. But yeah, I, I don't know where I would have, I would have put said pack and I was going to, grab said pack off the side of the road, bring it in the ambulance to start lighting one up. <laughs> I mean, maybe he felt like your cycling career was done at that point. And it was like, might as well. Yeah, if my, he, he, I may as well, you know, smoke him if you got him. Like a week and a half ago, two weeks. I don't remember how long ago it was on my, um, my bike. Like I said, my top tube, like smash into like my adductor on my left thigh. And, uh, it was black and blue from essentially my crotch all the way down to my knee, like in a, and now I have a knot Meg that is like three inches by like one inch, just like a solid hematoma. It's so gross. It's <laughs> by that. I they mean, always, they always get worse. They always look worse as they heal. Dude, this is not, it doesn't even like, it doesn't even like the, 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 the black and blue is gone, right? Like it's all gone. It's just, it looks like I have a fucking tumor on the inside of my leg. My buddy's like, it looks like you have a fucking huge hernia that's like dripping down into your leg. I was like, well, maybe that's probably, you do. 
I was like, maybe that's why I haven't shit in like a week and a half. Is that a problem? <laughs> it could be. It could be. So, no. Um, so, yeah. on on that note, regular show, regular show off the table, I felt that it was really important that we go on and just, and just put this out to everybody that, that hears this. Um, Sean and I actually picked today's song together. We actually both agreed on this song. And for those of you that listen and know our difference in music tastes, that is, that is quite significant. Um, So we're going to go out. Well, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we just, we just, you just acknowledge that you're full of shit. So, <laughs> um, so we're going out with Ryan Bingham and Wolves, his acoustic version. But bottom line, things are really hard right now. Turn off social media. If you need help, call 988. Any other local resource you need, find a therapist, talk to your doctor, reach out to one of us. But just, I really want to leave with... It's tough right now. You're not alone. We all feel it. And there are choices. Um, you don't have to, um, you don't have to take your life. You don't have to use drugs. You don't have to engage in self-destructive behaviors or behaviors towards others. There are other ways to do things. And what Sean said about it, it sounds cliche and stupid, but it's true. It does get better. As awful as it feels, it's not always going to be like this. And it probably feels that you won't get through, but um, I promise you will. And you got the two of us goofballs here to help you with finding whatever support you may need. So yeah. thanks, Sean, for thanks, Sean, for changing today's um Changing today's topic at the last minute. I do appreciate it. Hard for me to pivot. Not my strong suit. But you did. Thank you. Not a problem, Meg. We'll go we'll go out with Ryan Bingham. Later, Sean. Talk to you later.
Baby 